0: Welcome to the Trevor J. Brown Show. The Trevor J. Brown Show is meant for an adult audience. The Trevor J. Brown Show may contain explicit language and topics. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Trevor J. Brown Show. Be a part of the show and email us at inherentdream at yahoo.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the Trevor J. Brown Show. Visit our website at InherentDream.com. And now, your host, Trevor J. Brown.
1: Welcome in to another edition of the Trevor J. Brown Show. We have a great show lined up for you tonight, including the Moron Spotlight. We have a double dose of the Moron Spotlight. I still have so much good stuff, so many goodies from over the summer, and of course, stuff from, from just this past week. It keeps filling up my phone and we have to get to a ton of it. So we have the Moron Spotlight for you tonight. A double dip of that. We also have Free For All Friday. I was so close to saying TNT Thursday. We used to have Stone when the podcast was called Another Round. We used to call it TNT Thursday. We still call him Mr. TNT because he's always bringing the hot explosive takes. And uh, we have Stone coming up tonight. We'll uh, recap a bit of week one in the National Football League. And we look ahead to week number two. But I want to start off tonight with just some honest questions that I just want to say out loud. And if you have a response to these questions, if you have an opinion to these questions, we would always love to hear from you again as uh, our announcer, Danny, said, Inherent dream at Yahoo.com. That's how you can reach us. But uh, one of the things that we've been doing here a couple of times, for uh, two, three times for, for some people, is uh, we have been reaching out to different political candidates from across the state, some running for uh, for Congress, some running for governor and uh, I wanted to provide an update to you on who we have heard from, who we have not heard from. And I want to make one thing clear on this program. I am not Joe Rogan. I am not Howard Stern. I am not Tom Bernard. I am not as good as those people. I don't have the reach of those people. I don't have millions of people listening to the Trevor J. Brown show on a weekly basis. I don't. I never promote that I do. What we are on this very program, what we've been saying since we started this show What we've been saying when we did the other podcast is we don't endorse political candidates. We talk politics from time to time. We talk news. We talk sports. We talk entertainment. We talk music and movies. We do interviews. We are a podcast that is totally a hodgepodge. But when we do talk politics, we make fun of people on the left. We make fun of people on the right. We make fun of independents. We also praise people when things are going well. But we like to have some fun. But it, the, the thesis of this program is we are an independent voice. We are never going to tell you who to vote for. We may question some stances. I'm going to question some stances tonight that I, I quite don't understand, But again, I I don't have the reach of of a Rogan or a Howard Stern or locally Tom Bernard. These guys have been doing it for a very, very long time. And uh, look, I get it. I mean, people may get our email. The Walls campaign at this point, what was the latest uh, polling numbers? They're up by like 10, 11, 12 points. At this point, Tim Walls could take the next two months before election day and rent out a cabin on a lake somewhere and do some very good fishing. Because uh, if you believe the poll numbers, and of course these guys that are running against walls, they would believe the poll numbers if it benefited them. But whenever you get people that are losing against uh, the incumbent, we heard it a lot during the, the, the Trump administration. Well, you know, that's that's fake news. It's not real. You can't believe that. Whatever. Well, it ended up, those, those polls ended up being correct. So anyway, uh, we have reached out to the Walls campaign two or three times. We've never heard back. Uh, we've reached out to the Scott Jensen campaign two or three times. We've never heard back. We reached out once to uh, Hugh McTavish. He's running as uh, as an independent. We've never heard back uh, from Hugh. I haven't reached out to uh, these, uh, these other people that are running. Uh, Gabrielle Prosser, she's a member of the Socialist Workers Party. And uh, the legal marijuana candidate is James McCaskill. We did reach out to Steve Patterson. Uh, he's from the austin area i believe and we invited him i invited him last week to come on the show i think that was thursday or friday last week and uh he initially said yes steve was going to come on the program we i gave him a list of times where he could come on and and we're not live by the way i don't know if, if if you know that or not we're not live We don't do a lot of editing here on the podcast, so it may sound live. That's, that's part of the fun, but I gave him a list of times where, Hey, we could, we could record something during, during these times. And I also shot him like nine or 10 different questions, went through his website. I was like, Hey, uh, I'd like to ask you these questions. Here's a rundown of the questions and all of that. And, uh, Got an email over the weekend that that Steve is now not going to come on the program. He just wants to focus on political shows and political podcasts and all of that. And you know what? If that's what he wants to do, if that's how he wants to run his campaign, that's absolutely fine. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Now, if I, Trevor J. Brown of the Trevor J. Brown Show, if I was running for governor and I didn't have the endorsement of the dfl or the gop and have huge money coming my way to buy tv and radio ads and and all of this stuff if i'm somebody like steve if i'm somebody like hugh mctavish gabriel prosser or james mccaskill or anyone else running for governor in minnesota if i if if i'm running and i don't i'm not the dfl candidate i'm not the gop candidate I'm going everywhere and anywhere. Even if I was Scott Jensen, at this point, if you believe the poll numbers, you're down by 9, 10, 11, 12 points, whatever. At this point, my schedule would be packed. Now, last week, I didn't check it this week, but I I looked at Scott Jensen's website. And back about a month ago, there was a calendar of events. And this last week, I tried to find that on his website, and I couldn't find it. Maybe when I went there, it just disappeared for a bit. Uh, and maybe it's back there now. But when I looked, there was no calendar of events. And and to me, if if you're running for governor, you want to get your name out there. You You want this position clearly. I would be doing about 9 billion things a day, and I would be promoting it to absolutely everybody. Now is not the time... To, uh, to take any time off. I would legitimately, all right, 7 a.m., I got a breakfast with, with uh, these people. Um, I At 9 o'clock, I'm doing a radio interview. At 10.30, I'm meeting uh, this chamber. At 11.30, I'm meeting the ladies auxiliary in this town for lunch. I'm doing a, a podcast at 1 o'clock. I have this at 2.30, I have this at 5, and then we're capping off the evening here uh, at, uh, at seven 30 at, uh, at this event or this debate or, or whatever. And it would be go, 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 go from now until election day. I, I didn't see his calendar. Maybe his, his, his calendar of events is maybe he's booked solid for so much. And you know what? A lot of these guys, I get it again. That's why I opened the segment saying, I am not Joe Rogan. I am not Howard Stern. I am not Tom Bernard. They may look at who is the Trevor J. Brown show and say, who? I have no idea who you are. I get that. But we do have a a little sliver of audience here that listens across all these different platforms, Anchor and Spotify and the Spotify app and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And between all of these different avenues for every show, we get. know, a 1000 or so streams. So people listen, people are listening to this program. And for those that do listen, I do appreciate it. And I'm not saying this in disrespect to those people, they have the choice to come on or not. That's absolutely fine. But some people can easily say and rightfully so they could say the Trevor J. Brown show who I don't know who that is. Who is Trevor J. Brown. But i don't know who who are you running for governor i don't know who you are so we're trying to offer a platform for people to come on and uh, and so far no one's taken advantage of that so i i just wanted to to keep everybody updated on uh, on that situation because i think it would be fun to have a couple of the different candidates come on i've tried multiple times over the years to have my local congressman tom emmer on the program i got to interview tom once back when he was running for governor. Uh, When I worked at uh, a local radio station, I had Sandra Erickson on my uh, show when I worked at the local radio station a handful of times. She was always great. She always came in to do the interview. I, I like when politicians actually like make make an effort like, hey, I'm representing you. Let's I'll come in. Let's talk about the issues. I can even prepare some questions for you ahead of time so you're not caught off guard. That's fine. I, I promise on this program, we, we, uh, we do not bite. We do not bite. We're just we're just trying to have a conversation. that's that's all we're trying to do. So uh, I, I don't know. that's that's my stance. I'm not trying to be a dick about anything. I mean, I could be a dick, but I'm not. I mean, look, who who is Trevor J. Brown and what is this podcast? What is his show? I get that. Is it going to get me further? Is it going to to help me win? Uh, we're not going to put you over the top. I, I mean, I'm just going to be brutally honest with you. But also, like, I, I don't know, who are you? Like, we're t- we're trying to get to know the candidates. And it's kind of tough to do that when a lot of these guys, they want the power, they want the position, but they don't want to come on and explain their views. Here's an, uh, as, as we switch, uh, we'll have a double dose of the Moron Spotlight coming up. We also have Mark Stone tonight, NFL picks. We'll also uh, recap a bit of week one in the NFL. I have a, just an honest question for you. You I, I see a lot of these ads now. Every ad that I see it's like 9 out of 10 are Pro Walls. Then you get the the Scott Jensen ad where he kind of flip-flops and that was we heard uh last week that ad came out where there's the one Pro Walls ad where it uses Scott Jensen's voice from from the NPR interview that uh, he would try to ban abortion full full ban in Minnesota abortion. Now the Jensen ad comes out saying he doesn't have the power to overturn it. Uh, he's not running to be governor for that reason. blah 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 blah. But abortion is a hot button issue in this country because of what the Supreme Court did from from in the summer and and I guess what my my honest question is is you can you can be pro-life or you can be pro-choice. Whatever you are, you can debate that, whatever. But even if you are pro-life, a lot of these ads and these, these people that are running, their stance at one point, Scott Jensen was this way, and also Tyler Kistner, who's running against Angie Craig, they are pro-life, and they're pro-life to the point of there's, there's no exception to even have an abortion. There's no exceptions even for like rape or incest. And... I don't get that. A woman shouldn't have to carry her dad's baby or her uncle's baby. You know how disgusting that is? It's 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 gross. And I I can't wrap my head around you can be pro life. You can be that way, but And then then I've heard, well, 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 two wrongs don't make a right. So so that gives this douchebag a pass to rape somebody or for for incest. And then the woman just has to suffer through it and they can give it up for adoption like that's the reasoning behind it. I I don't I don't quite understand the logic on that. If you have logic for that, uh, feel free to uh, to email us again. We'd love to hear from you anytime. It's, It's an open question inherent dream at yahoo.com that's the email address uh, it's a, it's an honest question again you can be pro-life that that's fine I'm, I'm not i'm not dogging on that i'm dogging on the fact of that well there's no exception even if you were raped or it's a child of incest that's disgusting you shouldn't have to carry your rapist baby that 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 doesn't make any sense to me at all the moron spotlight a double dose of it so much good stuff the moron spotlight is next this is the trevor j brown show
0: the trevor j brown show time to relax time to treat yourself time for a massage time to head to in good hands massage in malacca In Good Hands Massage specializes in all types of massage, including deep tissue, relaxation, hot stone, sports massage, and more. They also offer salt lamps, essential oils, and much more. Book your appointment today or get your gift cards at facebook.com slash massage by Lindsay. In Good Hands Massage in Malacca, the official relaxation spot of the Trevor J. Brown Show.
1: Let's fire up the Moron Spotlight. I don't have the story in front of me on this. But I saw the headline this morning that Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, which which by the way, <laughs> I don't want to be on that side. Whatever whatever side Mike Lindell is on, I, I'm not I'm not on that side right now. Like <laughs> he's he's gotten a little too nuts, in my opinion. Nuts nuts even from what he was before. But anyway, the guy. Uh, <laughs> The guy was in uh, a fast food establishment parking lot in the drive-through. He was at a local Hardee's, getting some dinner, and the FBI uh, rolled up on him and seized his phone, and he's all pissed off about that. What's the bigger news story? The MyPillow Pillow guy getting uh, his phone seized from the FBI, or uh, him eating at a Hardee's? Oh, have the mighty the mighty have fallen. Mike Lindell, isn't he like some big rich guy? If you're some big rich guy that has this pillow empire, is anyone that's rich eating at Hardee's because they like Hardee's? And look, I'm somebody that enjoys the occasional fast food chain now and again. I have no problem with Hardee's, it's a joke. I mean, I'm joking, of course, but you think a guy that would be as loaded as Mike Lindell, no pun intended, but a guy guy that is uh so well off as as Mike Lindell. It's uh it's astonishing that he's just uh one one for the people. Eating at Hardee's. Uh we do have news for you about gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen. About a week after the reformer reported that GOP gubernatorial nominee Scott Jensen was scheduled to speak at an Alexandria event, Alongside some of the world's most prominent anti-vaccine activists, he is no longer listed on the lineup. The Chaska doctor had been scheduled to speak at a global health freedom summit on October 1st, but disappeared from the website about a week ago. He is the only speaker who has been deleted. Among the speakers is Sherry Tenpenny, a Cleveland uh, osteopath who testified at an Ohio State House committee hearing that the vaccine could magnetize people and interface with 5G cell phone towers. Yeah, I want her for my doctor. Don't come near me, bitch. The Center for Countering Digital Hates Disinformation Dozen named Tenpenny among the 12 most prolific purveyors of anti-vax content on Facebook and Twitter. The event also includes Eden Prairie doctor Robert Zajac, who was disciplined by the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice for telling parents that childhood vaccines aren't safe. Speaking just before Jensen at a November mask off minnesota.org event, Zajak said the leading cause of coronavirus deaths is the medical system. See, here's the problem. These clucks get, and I said it with a C, clucks, cluck, cluck. These clucks, they get a medical license. You know, they're doctors or whatever somehow. But then you have all of these soccer moms out there that say, well, did you hear about Robert Zajac? Uh, He said this, and he's a doctor, so it must be true. No, the guy is delusional. You realize we've had vaccines in this country. We talked about polio. You know, polio is raging again in like New York because people aren't taking the vaccine take the damn vaccine we eradicated polio years ago because of this vaccine it works it's safe but then you get little soccer moms out there that do their little research and they're like yeah we don't we don't think that Johnny should have this because uh, i just i this is this is how i feel oh my goodness another speaker is Dell Bigtree a tv producer turned anti-vax ceo, CEO. Who, well, like Jensen, has likened the treatment of anti-vaxxers to persecuted Jews? Big Tree went so far as to pin a Star of David on his jacket at an anti-vaxxer event. Yet Scott Jensen somehow—he uh, he wants to ask you, when you when you try to schedule an interview with him, one of the questions that you must ask or answer is, do you have integrity? Well, you may have integrity, but to to blur the line that taking a vaccine is the same equivalent of, of Jews being murdered in Nazi Germany, I, I quite don't get that. We've been talking about that for, for years on the program. Here's the difference. In America, last I checked, you still had the choice to get the vaccine or not. Private employers could could say you have to get the vaccine if you want to work here, if you want to come into work. Uh they're a private employer. That's that's their right to do that. Uh, much like it was your right to not get it. So people lost their jobs because they thought that standing on that high ground was better than to to keep their job. That's your right, that's fine. You still had that choice. In Nazi Germany, uh if if there was a if they Nazi Germany was around today and they wanted you to get the vaccine. They would put the vaccine in your arm and if you didn't want it, you'd be killed. You'd be shot. It's as simple as that. People back in the day were were rounded up and if you didn't go, you were murdered. And even if you did go, you were murdered. You you didn't have much of a choice. So to compare getting a shot to actually being shot and killed, it's it's absolutely ludicrous and it's such... Uh, bullshit that that people can just easily compare uh, those two things Uh, the Nielsen data for the 2022 Emmys on NBC is in and it's not looking good the award show was down 25 percent from last year in total viewers and hit a new record low in ratings on Monday the Kenan Thompson which by the way is there any is there anyone in the history of the world that has had more opportunities that is less funny than Keenan Thompson. The guy has been on Saturday Night Live for like 15 years. I cannot name one iconic Keenan Thompson sketch. I cannot. The guy is not funny. I don't know who he's having sex with. I don't know who he knows. But the guy keeps getting opportunities. The guy keeps staying on Saturday Night Live. The guy gets to host the Emmys and he ain't funny. I, I, I don't get it. The Kenan Thompson hosted uh, 74th Emmy Awards, had a 1.0 rating among adults 18 to 49, the lowest ever key demo stat for the Emmys. The previous record low was set by the 2020 show, which aired on ABC and settled for a 1.3 rating. The following year, the Emmys rebounded to a 1.9. La- uh, the show drew 5.9 million total viewers compared with last year's outing on CBS, which nighted uh, 7.9. Well, the other problem is that you went up against Monday Night Football. What what a moronic thing uh, to, to do with that. Who made that decision? Uh, a Virginia restaurant's attempt to honor the victims of 9-11 backfired when some slammed the restaurant's 9-11-themed seafood menu as offensive. George White, a manager at the clubhouse in uh, Stafford County in Virginia, said, my intention was to bring attention to that horrific day 21 years ago to honor those who lost so much as well as those who gave everything that day. I apologize for those I offended with the 9-11 Seafood Sunday post. Can you imagine those promos? Come on down for the 9-11 Seafood post. Here's what we have. This is honestly the menu. Here's what they were. First responder flatbread. 9/11 9 11 oysters, Flight 93 redirect crab dip. Flight, uh, or the menu also included chocolate silk, Pentagon pie, a key lime flavored Remember teeny and a Never Forget sampler. Oh my goodness. It is just ridiculous. Are people just stupid? I am 100% for honoring the victims. Of 9-11. But that is, uh... That's not the way to do it. Remember the rapper Mystical? A Louisiana jury has indicted New Orleans rapper Mystical on charges of first-degree rape from an alleged sexual assault that is said to have occurred at his Louisiana home in late July. If found guilty, the 51-year-old will face a life sentence... Under state law mystical whose real name is michael lawrence tyler mystical is a much better stage name isn't it you're mystical like that's 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 not terrible can you imagine a rapper named yeah my name is michael lawrence tyler was also handed counts of criminal damage to property false imprisonment domestic abuse battery by strangulation simple robbery and numerous drug possession accusations according to the new orleans advocate in a warrant, sheriff's deputies have accused tyler of attacking a female in, vi- in a violent encounter about finances on the night of july 30th during which he allegedly took her car keys and sexually assaulted her earlier last month tyler was denied bond and fired his attorney in favor of another lawyer who had previously represented him in another sexual assault case in 2017 while the guy sounds like a total asswipe so uh, we'll keep you posted as we hear more about the rapper mystical more more on spotlight we have so much to get to and we also have mark stone coming up as well with nfl picks and predictions this is the trevor
0: j brown show this is the trevor j brown show from Inherent dream production company looking to buy or sell online but don't know where to start Look no further than Jensen Sales Plus. JSP makes buying and selling online easy. From Craigslist to Amazon, eBay to Etsy, they can help you with it all. Check out their website for more information, jensensalesplus.com. That's jensensalesplus.com.
1: Well, you want to talk about double standards. South Carolina Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate, Crystal Matthews, is facing calls to resign from her own party after controversial comments leaked. South Carolina State Representative uh, Crystal Matthews, she's running against incumbent Republican uh, Tim Scott. She was caught on tape speaking disparagingly of her constituents, specifically white constituents, in a series of remarks secretly recorded by activist group Project Veritas. Now, Project Veritas has done some eh, work in the past, but it'd be kind of tough to uh, get away with maybe editing this stuff. So what, here's what Matthews said during a tape conversation. You ought to know who you're dealing with. You've got to treat them like shit. That's the only way they'll respect you. In the leaked comments, Matthews additionally brags about keeping citizens in her jurisdiction under her thumbs and not putting up with white shit. Matthews confirmed to the Associated Press that it was her voice on the tape but said the edited audio of a tongue-in-cheek exchange didn't reflect the full picture, calling Project Veritas a satirical mega-powered news outlet. Uh, Democrats, including gubernatorial nominee Joe Cunningham, concurred with State Representative Justin Bamberg, who in an op-ed published online called Matthews Toxic. Amberg said, if any of our white counterparts had said the same thing with regards to Blacks, the minority community, including myself, would be up in arms calling for that member's immediate resignation. A hundred percent. If it was totally reversed, it would, the the person wouldn't even be able to say anything. You would be made to resign. It would be over. It's, it, it, it's over at that point. Um. We don't know the full extent to this yet, but it sounds like student loan borrowers across the country could soon see up to $20,000 of their student loan debt forgiven in the massive handout announced by President Biden, but it may still come at a cost. State tax may be charged on student loan handout funds. The tax laws, of course, vary state to state. Um, we'll keep you posted on this. I guess I, I this this whole thing, this rollout of uh, of the, the student loan handout and then, Who's paying for it? And then some of these red states are gonna tax you if you get it. I mean, wh- what what would be, wh- what's your greater bill at that point? Should you just keep paying your student loans or should you pay the tax or is it just gonna have a contradictory effect? Well, I, I paid, I got the handout for the student loans, but now I have to pay tax. So I'm actually not, it's not helping the economy. It's not helping me at all. Or you keep paying your student loans and then you don't pay the tax that the state would would give give you the bill. I it's so confusing. Nothing is ever easy. I I read this thing where like 90% like 87% it was it was the the, the number was 13% of Americans feel like healthcare is good in this country. Like the healthcare system is is working for them. 13%. Think about that. 13% of people and even those thirteen percent, boy, you got to be pretty stupid. These must be fully loaded people that can just throw money and flush money right down the toilet. Thirteen percent—that's still that number's still too high. But think, eighty-seven percent think that healthcare is in shambles in this country. It doesn't work for them. So not just a majority of people, a vast majority of people think that this does not work for them. So why in this country? Do we settle for it? Why do we settle for things not working for us? Why do we settle for this health care in this country? Why? Can't we do better? I, I don't know if we can anymore. I, I really I really don't know if we can do better. Because we just have a segment of the population where it's just, that's how it is. This is status quo. You have a segment of the population that at one point in their life they heard, This is the greatest country in the world. And you know what? America is the greatest country in the world. The idea of America is beautiful. And that's why people come here each and every day to try to find a better life. But you also can't live in status quo. You can't live on uh, and rest on your laurels that, oh, well, this is how it used to be. This is great. You know what? We have to do things in this country. We have to try to make things better. Can't we make things better? We can't just stand still that's a problem it's uh it's ridiculous um <laughs> the georgia deputy police chief uh, there was a, a georgia deputy police chief arrested in florida for soliciting prostitution he was caught in an undercover sting and had offered white claws part of the payment for sexual activity Cartersville Deputy Police Chief Jason DePrima was arrested Thursday in Polk County, Florida for soliciting a prostitute. He was booked into the Polk County Jail, but released after paying a $500 bond. DePrima was in Orlando attending a polygraph training workshop when he responded to an online escort advertisement, but the advertisement was part of the Polk County Sheriff's Department week-long undercover operation designed to identify people involved in human trafficking. And arrest those who procure and engage in prostitution. He initiated a conversation with an undercover detective the day before his arrest. Um, I can only imagine how uh, how he tried to get out of that too. He was like, well, I'm I'm uh, you know I'm I'm law enforcement too, and uh, you know I, w- I was actually here to uh, you know to uh, I was I was part of the investigation. I can only uh, I can only imagine. These guys that uh, that get caught. This was a a story that I I don't I can't quite wrap my head around an Iowa teenage sex trafficking victim. She stabbed her rapist to death. She was sentenced by a judge on Tuesday to five years of closely supervised probation. And she has to pay one hundred and fifty thousand dollars restitution to her abusers family why the guy was a rapist the guy was a piece of shit piper lewis 17 stabbed her abuser 37 year old zachary brooks more than 30 times in june 2020 she was initially charged with first degree murder last year lewis pleaded to involuntary manslaughter and willful injury both of which were punishable punishable by up to 10 years in prison however polk county district judge david porter deferred those prison sentences on tuesday meaning lewis could serve 20 years if she violates her probation porter said he ordered lewis to pay restitution to brooks's family because the court was presented with no other option he explained that the restitution is mandatory under iowa law i don't quite understand that lewis who was 15 when she stabbed brooks in a des moines apartment she's a child had run away from home to escape her abusive adopted mother. She was sleeping in the halls of an apartment building when Christopher Brown, 28, took her in and began trafficking her to other men for sex, according to officials. Among those men was Brooks, who Lewis said raped her multiple times before she killed him. She recalled being forced at knife point to go to his apartment for sex after Brooks raped her for what would end up being the last time Lewis grabbed a knife off a bedside table and stabbed him. Neither police nor prosecutors dispute whether Lewis was trafficked and assaulted, but prosecutors allege that Brooks was not an immediate threat because he was asleep when he was stabbed. Iowa is not among the dozens of states with a safe harbor law that gives trafficking victims some level of criminal immunity. Well, Iowa, uh, you should change that because that... That kind of seems backward in my opinion. Hey, uh, you were raped and you were held captive and you were sex trafficked for uh, for this long. And then, uh, oh, you kill your captor. And, uh, oh, uh, yeah, you have to pay his family for restitution. If that family had any, uh, oh, they they probably don't because they raised a criminal. But if they had any, any thought at all of, hey, I want to be a good person, they should say, I don't want the money. We'll donate the money to charity or you just keep the money. I'm sorry for what you had to go through. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's a double dip of the Moron Spotlight. We still have so much good, juicy stuff to get to. It's nice taking those few weeks off in the summer because the Moron Spotlight stuff just keeps piling in, piling in, piling up. And of course, if you ever have a story, uh, feel free to email us. We'd love to have it here on the uh, on the show. Inherent Dream at Yahoo.com. This is the Trevor J. Brown
0: Show. The Trevor J. Brown Show. This is Our Flag, the new album from Chairman of the Board, featuring 10 new tracks of instrumental music and over 30 minutes of music. Stream it wherever you stream music and buy your digital copy at InherentDream.BandCamp.com. This is Our Flag, by Chairman of the Board, out now.
1: We used to call it TNT Thursday, now it's a free-for-all Friday. Free-for-all
2: Friday!
1: And his name is Mark Stone. Mark, how the hell are you?
2: I'm doing fantastic, Trevor, again. It's Friday, it's the end of the week. Things have been rolling along crazily as football season's... In full bore at all levels, which means Coach Mark Stone is very, very busy.
1: Uh, I got to start with this. We we don't talk a hell of a lot of college football, but what's up with your Nebraska Cornhuskers, man? Oh, my
2: God. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what? Here's the thing. My alma mater in North Dakota went down there two weeks ago. It almost defeated them. I mean, Nebraska put it away in the fourth quarter, but believe you me, they were they were on their edge of the seats at Memorial Stadium with a tie game at halftime. Um, I definitely felt like the clock was already ticking on Scott Frost after Northwestern, so I kind of wanted North Dakota to just knock him off to just be rid of him. But then Georgia Southern and Clay Elton, who was exiled from USC, was able to come in and just do the job anyways. So it's done. the the frost warning is over
1: he's (laughs)
2: gone and uh, it's time to move on greener pastures I don't think Nebraska is going to have a very good season Uh, it's exciting to see what Mickey Joseph can do but honestly, they should they should have they should have a great opportunity to get a new head coach. They're in a great conference. <laughs> it could be Matt Ja rule, yeah. for all we know, after the way things went in Carolina this last week.
1: Let's talk about a few of these games from, from week one. I want to go back to Thursday night football, the opener. The Bills just demolished the Rams. I mean, what did the Bills have, Stone? Like four turnovers, five turnovers in the game, and they still won by twenty one. The one thing that I will say though is I feel look the Bills are going to be cream of the crop. They're going to be really good. The Rams I still think are a very good team. They'll they'll be a playoff team most likely. Week 1 is the the prime book definition of let's overreact a bunch. And that's all you get from these talking heads at ESPN and Fox. Everybody is willing to crown the Bills the champs and Look, they may, at the end of the year, be be holding the Lombardi trophy. It was an impressive week one. But again, let's calm down a little bit. There's obviously some things they can clean up.
2: Well, and I got this wrong with the pick. I thought the Rams were the side on this one. I thought they were going to defend the whole thing. But the Bills exposed how weak their offensive line is right now with the loss of Andrew Whitworth up front. And plus two, you got Von Miller now playing for the other side that – I mean, I think Vaughn enjoyed his time in LA. A short time in LA, he got a ring out of the deal, but he's definitely, I think, had something to prove in the fact the Bills were throwing all this cash at him, and the Rams are not going to match it. So I think there was there was part of that. I think they were just simply overmatching. and and also in my picks on the year too. I mean, I stated it. I think the Rams you know are are a playoff team but the Rams are not going to repeat Mm -hmm. um it's it's pretty obvious I think that's obvious on there and there's to be some worry about this about this elbow injury of Stafford too he did not look as crisp as he did at the end of the
1: year last year well and I think they have to worry about the running game I know they won the Super Bowl last year but I felt they won the Super Bowl even I mean I don't know I'd have to go back and look at stats but I, I just feel like their running game last year wasn't something where I was like, "Wow, look at oh, this is like the best running attack in all of football," and I definitely wasn't impressed with them on opening night. Can things change? Sure, but uh, they have some work to do. Your Forty Nineers, uh, they go to Soldier Field and they lose. Your thoughts?
2: Um, Trey Lance is kind of who we thought we, he was. Um, again, I've I've been concerned about his accuracy issues. Um, I, his decision-making, um, it was pretty obvious. There were numerous times where he was throwing into spots that he obviously did not know the playbook well enough. He's throwing to where three bears are and there is no receiver. I get that. It is wet out that it was non non optical conditions. And again, Trey Lance did, did enough work with his feet to keep this team in this game. But you definitely have to be concerned and you have to wonder if Jimmy would have been in there, would you have those issues? But at the same time that Jimmy would have been in there, he wouldn't have been able to move the ball with his legs like Trey is. My concern with Trey more than anything, I think he's going to eventually find his way. I think Kyle's going to make sure he finds his way and dials up this offense to where he can get 60% But my issue is with the way Trey runs. I don't know if he can last the full season running with his head down like that and trying to bowl over people. I understand he's bigger than most quarterbacks, but you, you, you just get less last doing, doing things like that. And if he doesn't figure out how to do it, he is going to be shelved for a few weeks. And thank God the Niners do have Jimmy G on the bench for that. But they put themselves into a tough spot now with uh, Seattle coming to town off of their win and uh they're in a must win here they can't go all and two with the rams and also um with denver up next as their two games this could they could start off all and four if they don't find a way to win this game
1: this weekend you mentioned the seahawks they get the win monday night over denver 17 to 16 i i was wrong on this i was i was part of the crew that said russ is gonna come in and russ is gonna cook and you know what honestly stone it was the same russell wilson i I just feel like in a way Russell Wilson is who he is. Like look, he's won a Super Bowl, he went to another, he's he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. I mean, but I don't know, like the guy has sort of been forgotten about. I mean, in a way where like he was he was kind of in that crop of quarterbacks with you know not not in the same category as as brady obviously but you think of the elites like brady and peyton manning and you think of aaron Rodgers and when drew Brees was in the league and well, you know breeze is now gone and manning is gone and brady this is probably his last year and you think okay well who's going to be the next guy and a lot of people assumed it it's wilson it's going to be wilson's league no, all this young crop of quarterback like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, they have taken over the league. It's the young, talented quarterback. Russ is still good, but he's sort of the the guy now where it's like, well, he, he is who he is. And I don't know, like, you know, it, you you spend all that money on him on a, on a huge deal and, and you take the ball out of his hands and you try to kick the field goal. Like, I don't know, I, I thought... Uh, New Denver coach uh, Hackett was uh, was Exposed in this game
2: Yeah Hackett definitely showed He's not ready for prime time And he's definitely might be a better Coordinator and I don't even know if he's a better Coordinator than a head coach I mean he, It's like I said the pedigree is great From his dad who was part of that 49ers machine but he didn't call plays in Green Bay. And this was the issue I had when Matt LaFleur took over in Green Bay as well. Now LaFleur's done an all right job calling plays there. But when you got a guy now coming in and calling plays for the first time and making making kind of the bumbling decision at the end, you paid Russ a crap ton of money. You in, Russ has done numerous fourth-quarter comebacks in a Seattle uniform for years. This set it up. Fourth and five midfield – Freaking put it in Russ' hands and make him cook. Russ says this is a partnership. I'm on equal level. I love it here in Denver. I'm putting the offense together with him. Oh, you're putting the offense together with Nathaniel Hackett? Oh, fantastic. Then why didn't you freaking deliver on a fourth and five, baby, to get a first down with still one time out left, probably still at 50 seconds. You're getting better field range instead. Nope, nope, nope. Russ does this. It was the right decision to kick. You want to know why it was the right decision to kick, Russ? Because you had no clue what to call during that play, what to do, or anything with these guys. By the way, you had way more weapons here than you ever had in Seattle. and You still didn't know what to do. It. Yeah, let's ride. Yeah, let's ride right into the ground. There you go. Well, and- Denver, and I was never buying this thing that Denver was going to be a 10-12 win team as some of the other pundits out there like Colin Cowherd continue to talk about how they are going to be the beast in the AFC West come on Wake up. This is a nice hot cup with a rookie coach right here who cannot take control and a multi million dollar quarterback in control who can't deliver when the shifts are down. Pete Carroll had them ready. Pete Carroll has been down the road on this, and I hate Pete Carroll, but Pete, this shows you why Pete Carroll's a good coach, a better coach, and again, he got the win
1: at home. And soundbite of the weekend at the end of the game, ESPN talked to Geno Smith who clearly outplayed Russell Wilson. I know it's only one week. It's Geno Smith. I'm not saying he's going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. But they asked him, what do you say to all the haters out there that wrote you off? Geno Smith said, I never wrote him back. I love it, Stone. I absolutely love it. It was great. Yeah, Geno Smith, he's a guy where, look, He again, this, this Seattle team probably ain't going to the playoffs. But just his persona, persona Geno Smith, kind of the guy i want to root for and honestly with some of the things that if if some of these things are true in this espn article between russell and pete carroll and all of that stuff like i don't know i i wish i wish russell wilson well but i'm not going to lose sleep that he's that he's not in seattle anymore but boy i mean i i just i've heard now for pretty much russell's whole career like let him call the plays at the line let him do this let him do that is he capable of doing that i mean because people talk about let russ cook let russ cook i don't see it i don't see it ever so i don't know if he's capable of even doing that let's talk two more games quick and then we'll move to uh week uh week two and we'll get some picks vikings all over the packers 23 to 7 overall a good team victory and a, a good start to this new era for the vikings
2: no they they definitely needed this to happen um Again, it was one of the teams I was tempted to bet on, but I did not. Um, but I had Minnesota pick to win this game. And I just really felt like Green Bay, again, seems to start slow under the floor every year. They don't put up a lot of points in week one. They're usually still trying to find their offense. And I didn't trust these receivers. Now, don't get me wrong, Christian Watson gives that pass the second the second offensive play of the game for the Packers, I think, for that touchdown. I think it, I think you got a different game here. I do not think it's the blowout and it's a beam. But he didn't and Aaron Rodgers then and kind of went back to where I can't trust these guys. Romeo Dobbs also missed on a on a route, right, you know, communication, things like that. I think they'll come, but it's typical, slow start for the Packers. They didn't get any favors here being on the road against a division rival. The Vikings cashed in, and you almost think Kevin O'Connor needed to cash in here to get some legitimacy, and he got it. And Minnesota got the win, and that's that. But I, I, and I And I guess, too, I mean, Cousins looked good, and the defense kind of looked back to what it looked like during the prime Zimmer years. But will it last? I don't really know again i got this team like a 9 10 win team making the playoffs but i'm not i'm not totally sold that minnesota is the is the uh total beast of the north yeah force of the north where they're gonna take this this division by control just because they beat the
1: packers in week one doesn't mean you have won anything yet patrick mahomes came out and said yeah all this talk about the bills and josh allen and all of this uh yeah they might be good but it's bullshit i'm gonna throw up five touchdowns and then kyler murray's gonna come out and be like hey remember me too uh, I just signed a big contract, though I don't study any film. And boy, was he exposed on Sunday. And I think that's going to be a trend all season long. The Chiefs looked damn good, Stone.
2: Chiefs looked damn good. Again, I think Patrick Mahomes took it in the back of his mind, everything that was being said about him during the offseason by people like the Cheetah down in Miami. Tango Ilo is the best quarterback. Like I ever played with, yeah. and things of that nature. And that Andy Reid and Brett Veach don't know what they're doing, letting people go here, and they don't got the same amount of weapons. It doesn't matter who's in Kansas City. You've got Brett, Patrick Mahomes. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Andy Reid always has a chip on his shoulder, and Andy Reid's still one of the best schemers in the game. As far as the other side, Cliff Dingleberry. There's a reason why we call him Dingleberry on this program. He he has not grasped what's going on there. He still hasn't. And again, too, they got to pull Kyler Murray out of the locker room for playing Call of Duty every freaking five minutes to try to fucking get something going on the offense. It's just not there yes if he would be studying the film instead he wanted to be a little bitch about the freaking cause in his contract you know what <laughs> 15 hours a week i think that was the cause of of at-home work That doesn't even amount to two hours per day, a little over two hours per day. You're telling me you're not going to try to watch, especially as the season goes on, and you've got more and more games of your opponent against you? You're not going to try to watch at least two hours per day of film, not only of what you're going to do for that week, but what they're going to do? Come on, dude. And I don't even think it was 15. I want to say it was like eight. It, it, regardless, it was so little. And Kyler Murray had such a butt hurt about it. There was such issues here. Again, we picked Kansas City. We weren't fooled with what, what the fuck was going to happen here.
1: Week, week two in the NFL. Let's uh, go to Sunday. Patriots and Steelers. Uh, Matt Patricia calling the plays. I uh, hate it. Absolutely hate it. I know TJ Watt, he's going to be out for a bit, but I'll tell you that Steelers-Bengals game, man, was that fun to watch. I I still am a believer in the Pittsburgh defense. I know they obviously take a hit if you lose the uh, defensive player of the year. Mitchell Trubisky held his own for the most part on, uh, on Sunday against the Bengals. I think the Patriots offensively right now are working through a lot, and I don't really have a lot of faith if Matt Patricia still calls the plays. I don't see anything changing. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. Very low scoring, very ugly.
2: Yeah, we talked, I mean, last week you heard the carved and stone pick of the week, baby pittsburgh plus six and a half it was a divisional game it was a mike Tump and Ra ross five nobody was respecting pittsburgh and they go and win that game now don't get me wrong there was there was a blown play not only by the refs at the end of that game in regulation with the with the uh, touchdown also again zach snacks Zach Taylor shows us well, again why he, is a, why he is a Sean McVay disciple and not the next coming of Sean McVay because he should have thrown the flag with two minutes and about 25 seconds left to go in that game for a review because it was painfully obvious the foot was on the goal line. <laughs> and you're in mm-hmm. at that point. Um, but Pittsburgh, again, prevailed. And I'm agreeing with you. Patriots, it's a dumpster fire there. That was obvious in the game against Miami. So, yes, I am picking Pittsburgh here to win this game.
1: Panthers and the Giants from uh, MetLife. How about those Giants, Stone? I mean, look, here's another example. You you, you roll with the two-point conversion, it works. But can you imagine if they fail the two-point conversion, all the questions that Dable would have had all week from the New York media? But it just kind of shows you some of those moments can galvanize a team I think it brings the team together. I like the Giants at home on Sunday to move to 2 0.
2: You know what? The uh, Giants, it was dead to rights in that game. I was really feeling good about my Stone Cold Lock of the Week out of the Tennessee Titans at about halftime, a little bit past halftime. I didn't think Danny Dimes and company had it in them to come back here. Saquon Barkley risen from the dead. And again, Dayball shows the Dayballs by going <laughs> for it on two points to win the game. You gotta do that too. You're a huge underdog in this game. You're on the road. Perfect. I think if it backfires, it's not a big deal. I can even explain that. We're on the road. We didn't want to take this to overtime. We wanted to win this game. So, great move by that. However... They're back at home now off a win they weren't supposed to get against the Carolina Panthers team that I called last week was going to lose that game against Cleveland, and they did. <laughs> and They've got to find a way to bounce back. Uh, it's surprisingly quiet from uh, Mr. Baker Mayfield down there right now, and you're not hearing that of rules saying anything either, <laughs> which, which tells me Carolina's actually focused for this game. They're the better roster. I think they're, in New York, like I said, it's confident now they can beat anybody. Well, you're not quite ready for that until until Brian Dable actually takes over play calling on offense. So give me Carolina on this one.
1: Kevin Stefanski, he's going to move to 2-0 here because he gets the lowly Jets. Last week, I uh, I had three locks of the week. I only picked one of them, so it was a little uh, false advertising to open up the season but here is my lock of the week. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns at home over the New York Jets because Stone, as long as Joe Flacco is starting for the New York Jets, you would just, you'd be better off if Urban Meyer was starting at quarterback for your team.
2: Ooh, Urban Meyer reference for this game, which Urban Meyer had absolutely nothing to do. I guess he's got a tie to Cleveland and the fact that he's got a tie to Ohio. But (laughs) Urban will be busy. He'll be too busy running around the sororities and the fraternities at Ohio Hell State yeah. down in Columbus than dealing with what the Browns are, bake, are are bringing. But yeah, this is kind of a gift. The Browns got one on the road against Carolina. They come home against the lonely Jets who, again, I do like the fact it's a six and a half point. Um, you're getting six and a half points if you bet the Jets on this one. I don't think Cleveland wins this by a touchdown, but I do agree with you. I
1: think Cleveland does win because Kevin Stefanski is just a better coach. I agree with you on the spread for sure, Colts and Jaguars from Jacksonville. The Colts they tied in opening week. You got to do better than that. Jacksonville showed signs of life against the Commanders, uh, but I, I think uh, Indianapolis is a better team. There is no way, Stone, that with the aspirations that this team has, if they start o one and one, oh my goodness, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. With that said, I'm taking the Colts.
2: Jim Irsay went on went on record last year saying how bad Carson Wentz sucked in losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> and he needed to get the hell out of town. Now the Colts not only tied against the lowly Houston Texans, which I know a lot of people felt was only going to have going to have one win this season. By the way, I bet the Texans last week. Uh huh. There you. Go. We talked about Pittsburgh Texans stone bets up to two and zero on the week. I won't tell you my third. One, but yes, it was a three and all week. I will tell you my third one when it comes to it. But right now, I mean, this is a must win for Frank yeah, Reich. It is Frank Reich loses to Jacksonville again on the road, and you're dead on. You're O one and one. Him. And Matt Ryan will be shipped out of town for a package of Hebrew national oh. hot dogs. None.
1: <laughs> They're willing to downgrade from the Nathans. Not the Nathans. Uh, Mark Stone, our guest. Dolphins and Ravens. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was a nice win for the Dolphins. I love the defense. I honestly, Stone, with both these defenses, it might be first team to 14 wins. Uh, with that said. I think the Baltimore defense gives Tua a headache all day. I'm taking Baltimore at home. Agreed.
2: The quarterback's better in Baltimore. The running game's better in Baltimore. Just everything's better in Baltimore right now, plus they're at home. Yeah, give me the Ravens as well.
1: The older he gets, I feel like Tom Brady starts to look more and more like a middle-aged lesbian. Um, I I hope he's okay. I don't know. He looks very skinny in my opinion. I don't know uh, what's going on with Tom. Tom didn't play great on on Sunday, but he kind of minimized mistakes. The one thing, everyone was talking about Dallas as if, yeah, I get losing Dak Prescott is, is, is a big thing. Ezekiel Elliott looks like he's about 400 pounds. I think they have to move on from him at some point. Um, but, but the other thing is like Dallas is like, they were going to win nine, 10 games, no matter what they were probably maybe going to win the division and then lose in the first round again of the playoffs anyway, they, but ESPN, they were acting like Dak Prescott, like it was Tom Brady that went down in, uh, in like 2009 or whatever, when Matt Castle had to come in and play. It's, it's not quite that Dallas doesn't have those type of aspirations coming with that said, the saints kind of escaped you know, last week I'm going to take Tampa on the road here.
2: No, in agreement, Tampa just looks like a better team, looks like a more deep team than New Orleans. New Orleans struggled last week against lowly Atlanta and barely walked away with a win. So I'm gonna agree with you. I think Dennis Allen still sucks as a head coach. So give me Tampa.
1: Commanders and the Lions. The Lions sort of a inspirational loss last week. I mean, they played Philadelphia pretty tough. Their defense sucks. Um, but uh, you know what? <laughs> I can't fully believe yet in the Commanders and Carson Wentz. So I'm going to take the Lions at home.
2: Oh, so yes, my 3-0 pick, it was on the Lions, baby, last week's spread was too big. I do believe Dan Campbell has this team playing with house money as always. They're playing bigger than they are. Um, however, I think they're going to overlook the Commanders coming in, just like just like last week when, again, they, we were looking at the Commanders game last week against the Jaguars. A lot of people had the Jags in that in that in that week, and I I, I trusted what Ron Rivera is going to do, and I think Ron Rivera is going to do it again here at home. I mean, here on the road <laughs> against the Lions, so give me Washington.
1: Seahawks and 49ers, don't overthink it. I'm taking San Fran.
2: Oh, oh, you walked into the carved and stone pick of the week. Seattle plus eight and a half. Did anybody watch these two teams last week? <laughs> anybody at all? And again, in the classic Seattle-San Francisco format, these 2 neither one of these teams blow the other out mm-hmm. ever when they're playing each other. I mean, eight and a half points, really? I mean, this is, an, I've never seen a bigger
1: game. Have you seen Trey Lance play? I mean, have you seen it? Okay, let, let, not- let, let's make one thing clear. When we pick, Stone will give you his pick generally with the spread. I'm in agreement on you with the spread. I'm just taking the game straight. So with that said, I'm taking the four ers But with, with the spread, with your carved-in-stone pick, 100%. You're That's easy money, dude. This is easy
2: money. Like I said, folks, don't overthink. Get that money in there before it finds a way to get its way back down to seven. (laughs) Eight and a half. Now, no, Seattle's not losing this game by a touchdown. I do believe you're correct. San Fran's in a must-win situation here. Seattle's playing with house money that they've got to win already. San Francisco cannot, uh, as I said earlier, cannot afford to – Fall to 0-2, especially
1: at home. They've got to get the win here. San Fran is the pick for the win. we just got a couple minutes left. Let's breeze through these final picks. Falcons, Rams, give me L.A. Stone cold, lock of the week. Rams getting embarrassed on Thursday night football. They come back against the Lowy Falcons at home and whoop their ass. Lock it in. Raiders and Cardinals, Dingleberry to 0-2. Give me the Raiders.
2: Yeah, (laughs) same same Raiders at home <laughs> the 325 matchup they need to bounce back to keep 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 up in the AFC less and yeah. the Cardinals still rolling
1: give me the Raiders with all the hype on the Raiders they cannot start Owen 2 I'll tell you that right now Texans and Broncos lock it in Russ Cooks <laughs> but no Denver's a better team I think they win this game
2: agreement as well you're talking about that locked in afc west you gotta beat the crappy teams here denver didn't get it done last week hopefully nathaniel hackett does not channel his inner mccarthy and screws this one up
1: uh bengals and the cowboys cooper rush for the cowboys are you excited i don't care who they got at quarterback they still have the same coach uh give me cincinnati on the road
2: Joe Burrow throws four interceptions and they still lose in overtime. That's (laughs) all you need to know here. Dallas' defense thinks they can keep them in this game. Not happening at home. Bengals embarrassed to go back to 1-1 and and the Cowboys continue along the road to firing Mike McCarthy in Week 6. I claim this, folks it's gonna
1: happen and you claimed it back in like may when we had you back back on for your season finale so we'll have to pull out the tape and show it to everybody uh bears and packers packers go to zero and two how about them bears disagreement here the packers
2: bounce back at home i do like the line if you're gonna bet the bears on this one and again it's a divisional rival bears are coming off a win. packers slow starters but they will get the win against their number one rival at home in lambo if this is on the road yes aaron Rodgers and company would be in trouble but at home i do think they squeak it out here to move to one and one
1: titans and bills oh no what do you think well you know what i'm gonna take the bills and the titans go to zero and two to start the year
2: agreement titans needed to win that game last week robert woods looks done folks and the two rookie receivers just aren't getting it done Tannehill doesn't have anybody to throw to and even derrick henry last week wasn't the number one back in the backfield don't know what's going on in Tennessee, but we do know what's going on in Buffalo and it's ass-kicking season. So give me the bill
1: at home as well. Then the Vikings and the Eagles, like there's a side of me where I want to take the Vikings. If they win on the road in Philly Stone, I will believe in this new era, but until they win a game that I feel they're not supposed to, like, you know, opening day against the Packers, they beat the Packers. They generally split every year. So that's not really... It was a nice win, but it's not really a surprising win. It'll surprise me if they go into Philadelphia and win, because generally in the history of the Vikings, this would be a game that you would say, they'll lose this game. So with that said, I'm going to take Philadelphia. But if, if the Vikings go in and win, then maybe things are changing here.
2: I do think things have changed enough that the Vikings are are, are confident enough after being the Packers. They will be focused enough to go in and get the win here against Philly. So I am picking Minnesota to win on the road in this game to actually put themselves in the conversation that they are a playoff team.
1: Wonderful to have you on the uh, program. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Enjoy the games.
2: Thank you Trevor, always a pleasure for coming on a free for all Friday He's Mark
0: Stone and this is the Trevor J. Brown Show This is the Trevor J. Brown Show from Inherent Dream Production Company Can't get enough of the Trevor J. Brown Show? Join Trevor for Bonus Content Saturday exclusively on the Spotify app. For Bonus Content Saturday, Trevor spins the tunes he's enjoying right now, tunes he loves from the past, great local music, and also continues to build his playlist of his favorite and, in his opinion, the greatest songs of all time. Join Trevor for Bonus Content Saturday exclusively on the Spotify app.
1: Bonus content Saturday, tomorrow, exclusively on the Spotify app. We are adding more tunes to our playlist. The 1000 Songs by the Trevor J. Brown Show. So far this year, we have added a hard... uh, Excuse me. Please Please Me by the Beatles. You're So Vain from Carly Simon. Jackson from Johnny and June Carter Cash. Last week, Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. One of Us by Joan Osborne and Loretta Lynn smash the pill. Tomorrow... We are adding tunes from The Who, Sarah McLachlan, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yep, we're adding those tomorrow to the playlist. Which songs do we decide? We will tell you what songs we're adding tomorrow, and we'll also give you a little background of each song as well. Then for our final Saturday of the month, we have a local Minnesota show where we spin some tunes. We'll have uh, tunes from Chairman of the Board, Oman, and also Capital Sons. And then when we get into October, we'll get back to the Thousand Songs playlist. You can follow along with the playlist. Just search for The 1000 Songs by the Trevor J. Brown Show. We have another list as well, which we share on the Inherent Dream Facebook page. We renamed this. It used to be called Dig It, and now the playlist is called the Inherent Dream Playlist, And this playlist, it features new music, old music, and these are just really some songs that we're all really enjoying right now here at Inherent Dreams. So uh, this week on that playlist, music from the Beatles, music from Phoenix, uh, Sleigh Bells, Coldplay, and a band called Porches, which opened up for Phoenix at the Palace Theater. And uh, when I saw them, I was like, hey, you know, they're, they're not bad, whatever. But I've started listening to... Their latest album, it's called All Day Gentle Hold, and the album is fantastic. I I really am enjoying the band Porches right now, so uh, check that out. I also want to send a special thanks, uh, a special shout-out to our buddy Isaac Jensen for Jensen Sales Plus. Proud sponsor here on the program, and also uh, a huge, huge help with him being a sponsor. And we got a new computer set up here uh, that, uh, that we got ordered from him and, and it's just been working so fantastic and it just helps us do everything so smoothly. So a big thank you to Isaac and the team at, uh, at Jensen sales plus for, uh, for the new stuff. So we, uh, we love it. Also a big thanks to Mark Stone for joining us tonight. We're back tomorrow for bonus content Saturday, exclusively on the Spotify app. Have a great weekend.
0: This has been the Trevor J Brown show. The opinions expressed on this show do not express the views of staff, management, or sponsors of Inherent Dream Production Company or streaming services where the show may be heard. The Trevor J. Brown Show is a production of Inherent Dream Production Company.